Welcome to Your Brain Speaks, a podcast about mental health, life, and anything in between. My name is Lise, and I'm glad you're here. Please relax, grab a snack, and let's chat. This is Your Brain Speaks. What is up, Starshines? Welcome back. Thank you so much for listening, and I'm glad that you ended up here. As always, I'm forever thankful for the feedback that I get, and I got some great feedback on my last episode, and a lot of you like the song interpretations. I'm really glad that that worked out and that you guys liked it, so keep the feedback coming. Let me know what you want to hear on any of my social media pages. I'd love that. So today's episode is going to be pretty packed. You might want to get comfortable. I'll be going over the topic of addiction, and I will also be having my lovely husband here with me again. So how's it going? It's going all right. I'm kind of happy that uh, this episode I'm not 20 times louder than you. Yeah, I I definitely learned how to (laughs) edit. (laughs) How you feeling though about being here again? You know, I'm a little nervous, pretty excited. Uh, This topic definitely hits close to me, so I'm glad to be on here to talk about it. I'm definitely glad you're here with me again, so thanks for doing that. I know it makes you nervous, but you'll do great. You'll do great. Um, so this week I heard a mind-blowing song called The Search and it's by a rapper, his name is NF. I put it on all of my social media pages. I think you all should listen to it. It's an amazing explanation of famous people and their side of mental illness, but Sean, I asked you to listen to it. What did you think? Uh, I loved it. You know, I was a little bit hesitant to begin with, but uh, listening to it, uh, I felt a real connection, you know, to the song. Mm-hmm. I definitely, you know, it's one of those that you put on and, uh, you know, you just, uh, you know, there's no better way to explain it, but, you know, you just connect to the song. Right. That's that's exactly how I felt with it. And then you said that you heard another one? Oh, yeah. So after listening to that, I started to go through, you know, NF's playlist, listen to a few of them, and I uh, I heard Paralyzed. And uh, Paralyzed was a song that really, really hit close to home as well. Um, I really, you know, it's about not feeling like yourself, you know, being inside of your body, but not feeling like yourself anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure that a lot of listeners can connect with that, feel that. Honestly, it was extremely moving, and I recommend anyone uh, that's listening to go look it up. And like I said, it's Paralyzed by NF. Cool. So I'll, I'll definitely put that on my social media pages as well, for sure. So real quick, I kind of want to break the ice a little bit and do a little couples trivia. What do you think? Uh, well, I'm afraid I'm going to get like all the questions wrong, but I'm ready to go. <laughs> all right. Well, either way, I mean, I'll push away the divorce papers. Okay. okay. <laughs> do you want to go first or do you want me to? Um... Let, I'll go first, and let's alternate. Okay, you know. sounds good. So my first question is, what is my favorite movie? Oh, crap. Your favorite movie. Uh-huh. Can I have a hint? It's one of the... It is uh, an indie film. You really can't find it anywhere anymore. Oh! Uh, um, it messes Mad with World. You. Bingo. Yes, ding, Mad ding, World. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> okay. My first question... What is my height? Five four. I 
Wish. Five three. No. Five two? No. Four foot? <laughs> oh hell no. What are you, five foot? Five foot one. Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> Alright. Technically five foot one and a half, but you know. So you're just with me to go so I can get to the top shelf. I mean, we balance each other out. Uh-huh. <laughs> Alright, what's your next question? Uh, what is my favorite band? Dirty Heads. Wrong. What? Wrong, wrong, wrong. No. I actually mentioned this uh, just a couple of days ago, Dio. Uh, it is Led Zeppelin. You have never mentioned that to me. I was listening. I was listening to it in the kitchen the other day, and I came out and I told you it had been a while since I'd listened to Led Zeppelin. But my God, I remember they were my favorite band, and it was I loved listening to them again. Okay, you liar. I am not lying. <laughs> I am not lying. I can't believe that. Yeah. I mean, Dirty Heads, what's up? That's what I've been listening to for years, but... Yeah. All together. I mean, Led Zeppelin beats them out. Okay. All yeah. right. Led Zeppelin. All right. Speaking of, my next question. What is my favorite artist or band? Oh, man. Um, that's pretty rough. I, I'm going to be so off by this, but I'm going to say, like, Taylor Swift. Excuse the hell out of me? I don't know. What? I'm sorry. Honey, try that again. Uh, like, know, that was the farthest thing yo, off, and you are breaking my heart. I, I have listened to music in your car for five years now. Uh, what know, have I been playing most lately? I mean, you've been playing uh, The Greatest Showman lately with, uh, what is his name? Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman, yeah. Oh, that's my favorite movie. But. Yeah, exactly. My favorite artist or band, and you should know this, is Panic at the Disco or Brendan Urie. Oh, Brendan Urie. Okay. Yeah, true enough. Yeah. True enough. It's not Panic at the Disco, though. It's Brandon, Brendan Urie. Uh, you I think that the disco is pretty amazing. Oh, there, I, I agree. You're fine with that. But I'm saying that, that I think Brendan Urie specifically is your favorite. Man's got a voice. He does. Absolutely. Listen <laughs> to him in uh, uh, Molly by Little Dicky. Yeah, no kidding. Molly by Little Dicky is a showcase of his godsend of a voice. Oh, dear. Yep. So another thing for the listeners to listen to. Hell yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Your third question. Now, this one's going to be rough. Oh, God. I know you're not going to, you know, you might get it right. You might not. I've mentioned a couple, a, the story a couple times. Okay. But when did I get my wisdom teeth out? Roughly how, I know how old that was you I? Were, I know that you were working at McDonald's. No. Really? Yeah, no. The McDonald's one was when I got my tongue pierced. Oh, that's right. That's right. Okay. Jeez. I don't know. Were you like above 10? Yes. 17? Pretty close. 18? No. 16? 16. So what was the story behind that? Why so late? Um, I mean, it just took a while for them to come out. You know, a lot of people don't even end up having issues with their wisdom teeth and keep them in for life. Yeah, I saw you know, mine, and I never had issues with mine. Yeah, mine just, I don't know if it flared up or something, but they took uh, 
all four out, and then I went... At the same time? Yeah. Oh, my God. Same time. And then I went back to school and uh, went back to strength and conditioning and did my highest max I had ever done at 350 pounds bench. Well, damn. Yeah, yeah. Which was a stupid idea because I could have popped every single one of those uh, stitches in there. Yeah, no kidding. That would have sucked. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So, my last question, I think you'll get, but there's a chance that you won't. I'm already two strikes. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Who was my high school best friend? Ah, oh, shit. I know this. Excuse my language. Um, I don't know. You're oh, good. Okay, You're good. cool. Uh, 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 Be- Be- Rebecca, or no, no, uh, yeah, uh, is it, the uh, huh, Becky? No, 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 Becca, 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 <laughs> bam! Becca, that's right. Yes, yes. I'm sorry, there's so many Becca. Rebeccas, uh, like, with the shows you watch, yeah. It, yeah. Too many Rebeccas. So, Becca, if you're listening, I love you, and I miss you. Anyways, so that was just, uh... Loosen up a bit and get get you a little more comfortable here. You feeling okay? Yeah. Yeah, I'm feeling pretty calm at the moment. Awesome. So, I obviously have you here because you're an addict. Correct. Yeah, uh, back in 2010, I ended up becoming addicted to opioids. I mean, I feel you're never not an addict after you become addicted. Mm-hmm. But it's been... What is it? Seven years since I was, you know, full on at it. Um, I've had a couple of relapses, but it's been years since the last one. So I do want to go ahead and just talk a little bit about addiction in general and what it has to do with mental health. So addiction is defined as a brain disorder characterized by compulsive engagement in rewarding stimuli despite the adverse consequences. And a lot of people ask if addiction is a mental illness. Did you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So, like, a lot of things, it's up for interpretation. You know, we're pretty new at learning about mental illnesses, things like that. Uh, So it's definitely up to interpretation. But more often than not, addiction does co-occur with a mental illness, meaning that people who suffer from addiction are more likely to suffer from a mental illness compared to the overall population, and the same vice versa. Addiction is in and of itself can be looked at as a mental illness. However, the concurrent physical nature of addiction prevents it from being officially classified as a mental illness. Addiction, however, uh, is absolutely a disease and a pretty bad one. Agreed. Yeah, absolutely. And when I was doing the research for this episode, Along with that, I saw that roughly 50% of the individuals that have a severe mental disorder are affected by substance abuse or addiction. And 37% of alcohol abusers and 53% of drug abusers also have at least one serious mental illness. And of all people diagnosed as mentally ill, 29% of those abuse drug or alcohol. So roughly half the people that struggle with a mental illness are also struggling with addiction of some kind of substance. So with that, what comes first then? The mental illness or the addiction? Uh, it's case by case. There's really no answer to that. Alcohol and drugs are often used to self-medicate the difficult symptoms of mental illness 
uh, they often turn into abuse to ease the really hard stuff, like uncomfortable feelings. Um, that's one of that's definitely what happened to me, uh, and, and we'll get into that when I go over my you know my story of it, mm-hmm. uh, or for a mood change. And then in the long run, unfortunately, these will worsen the symptoms that were meant to be relieved. Right, and also alcohol and drug abuse increases the underlying risk for mental illness. The things that cause mental disorders are a complex mixture, including genetics, environment, and other outside factors. So if you're already at risk for a major mental disorder, abusing alcohol or illegal or prescription drugs can absolutely push you over the edge and make that mental disorder way more apparent. Abusing can even trigger new mental illness symptoms and can also interact with other medications like antidepressants, anti-anxiety medications, and mood stabilizers and make them less effective at managing your symptoms. And a common question that's asked is, is addiction hereditary? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, just like mental illness, the, the children of addicts are eight times more likely to develop an addiction. There was a study done that looked at 231 people who were diagnosed with drug or alcohol addiction and compared them to 61 people who don't have an addiction. Then it looked at the first degree relatives of these people, which are parents, siblings, children, and the study showed that if a parent has a drug or alcohol addiction, then that child has an eight times greater chance of developing an addiction of their own. Holy cow, that's crazy. That is insane to think about. And so I did get the opportunity to interview someone close to me who is also an addict. Um, she has been clean now for quite a while, and I'm obviously going to keep her identity private, but she is someone close to me, and hearing her side of things was definitely interesting. So I asked her if there was a mental illness that played a part into her addiction. She responded with, I'm not sure. I used meth because I felt like I had the ability to do anything, like I was on top of the world. But without it, I felt like I couldn't level up. And so I asked her if she could go back, what would she say to herself? She said, I would say that it's all right if you can't conquer the world. It's okay to be human, which is something that I absolutely believe that everyone should know. It's okay to be human. I asked her if she still has the tendency to use. She said, absolutely not. While conquering the world, I was also tearing the world apart. She still has dreams about chasing the high, but no physical wants or needs towards the drug. And then I asked her if there was any advice that she would give to people who are struggling with addiction and are having trouble getting out what would that be? So she said, you're only as strong as you want to be. No one can make you do it. And the only way to get help is if you want the help. So Sean, I want to ask you those same questions. Yeah, no problem. Um, so do you think that there was a mental illness that played a part in your addiction? Yeah, I, uh, I do. You know, at that point, I already knew that I had, uh, you know, depression. At the time, I was diagnosed as bipolar. Um, however, that's been changed. Um, I knew that I had anxiety issues as well. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that I had been diagnosed by a psychiatrist with all that. But I think the depression probably played the biggest part in right. my my addiction. Okay. If you could go back, is there anything that you would say to yourself thinking back? I mean, there's so many things, um, but I, I guess like the one thing I would tell myself is 
it's it's not worth it. It really isn't. I mean, it it, it helps for the time being, but in the long run, it it's not worth it. I like that. Do you still have the tendency to use? Uh, you know, as an addict, you're always gonna be an addict. Right. Even if you don't use, you haven't used for fifty years. You're you're still gonna have those uh like that other person you talked about. Um, you're gonna dream about it, or you know it'll always be in the back of your mind. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, yeah. I, I want to say that I would at this point actually uh, start abusing again, but the thought is always there, and I'm gonna have to carry that with me for probably the rest of my life. Yeah, that's really strong of you to say that too. So I have listeners who struggle with their own addictions, who are struggling to get out of their own addictions. Um, like I asked the other person I interviewed, do you have any advice to those people? I mean, the advice I would give is, like I said earlier, it's not worth it. Uh, however, honestly, it's it doesn't work. Talking to some, an addict that's full on into their addiction, nothing you can say can change how they are. They have to want to get help, and they have to want it on their own. they'll have to want it on their own. They'll have to, you know, come to that realization. And I don't feel like anything that I say could cause that. Usually, it's an event. Yeah, that makes sense. And so, thank you for answering those, by the way. And thank you to the person who answered those for me as well. You know who you are, and I love you. We love you. We love you. <laughs> Um, so, Vishon, do you think that you can summarize your journey with addiction? <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Uh. Right? Okay, let's <laughs> get into this. Um, my addiction, like I said, was to opioids. It started off with Percocet. Uh, I was in 2010, I was uh, 18, 19, and I ended up getting a kidney stone. Now, unfortunately, uh, it turns out that these things are going to keep coming, but that first one uh, was probably the worst. The reason why is because we didn't realize that there was an issue with the, with the ureter connecting my kidney, and it couldn't come out. So the doctors thought, you know, well, let's just wait and see if this can come out because it's pretty small. Uh, so they gave me Percocet. And I started taking it. And at first I wasn't a fan, but then uh, I started noticing that I it, when things happened that were bad, it just seemed like it was a little bit less bad. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, um, you just don't feel the same way. You feel kind of numb right. to everything. And when you've been going through a lot or, you know, life is rough, it's always going to be rough. And so feeling them felt good. Mm -hmm. um, it took them, I think it was two months uh, before they finally decided to do surgery. And uh, when they did the surgery, they realized the issue. They got the kidney stone out. But I still had to take Percocet because it was post-operation. Right. Uh, so that was another month uh, or two months, I believe, of Percocet. And uh, at that point, you know, I didn't realize it, but I was full on in addiction. Mm -hmm. um, 
when I want to take a pill for a little, for, you know, a few hours, I would start to feel kind of sick, um, just not feel good, feel under the weather. I would take a Percocet, I would be fine. Uh, you know, so it, at that point, I was full on in the addiction. Now, my doctors wouldn't prescribe me anything anymore because I wasn't really hurting. Uh, fortunately, well, I guess unfortunately, <laughs> however, at the time, I was partying all the time, I could find what I needed. Uh, and then I ended up finding somebody who supplied me most of what I got. And uh, it was 30 milligram Oxycontins. Now, these are some rough things. Yeah, they're pretty high. Uh, and he would sell them to me all the time. And uh, it got to the point where I really didn't do anything. You know, well, I worked a lot. I, I worked a lot. And uh, I, I mean, I was working all the time. I was hustling all the time, trying to make money. Uh, in order to buy more pills. Mm -hmm. uh, honestly, at that point, I was only getting, you know, three hours of sleep a night, and that was for months at a time, you know, months and months and months. Three hours. I, I am dead at three hours of sleep, so. Well, like I said, it was making me numb. Yeah. And uh, so I didn't feel the pain from constantly being working or doing my thing I didn't you know have to, it it made everything better so that's that's just kind of showing the psychological side of addiction how it can really mess with your brain because I mean no one in their right mind would say hey I'm good on three hours of sleep like right yeah but for me it was you know every hour was money right you know had mm -hmm. to make money I'm gonna be honest, I mean, things just got really bad. Um, I did a lot of things I wasn't proud of. I ended up having the wrong type of people angry at me. I ended up having to uh, move out of the state. As a matter of fact, um, just for my safety. Um, uh, yeah, and then when I moved out, I decided at that point, you know, that was done. Uh, I went cold turkey, uh, and it was the worst two, three weeks of my life. I bet. But uh, I got through it, and like I said, I've had a couple of relapses, uh, but it's been years, and I feel like I'm doing pretty strong now. Awesome. I'm glad. Um, I do have a few people asking questions for you and about addiction, if you're willing to answer those. Yeah, um, give them to me. Um, so one listener asked, what was the hardest part of being an active addict? Uh, honestly, the hardest part was finding the money. Yeah. Just to get your next, your next, uh, whatever it is you're doing, the next hit, your next pill, your next mm -hmm. whatever. And then another person asked, how long were you using for? Uh, you know, I was using for about a year and a half uh, before I decided to stop and when things got a little bit crazy. Uh, since then, like I said, I've relapsed a couple of times, but those times have only been for maybe a month or two at a time before I snap out of it. Only a month or two, wow. 
That's definitely a short amount of time compared to a lot of people. Yeah. So what would you do differently knowing what you know now? I mean, honestly, I think if I could go back and, you know, change things, if I could do things differently, I would have denied Percocet they were providing. You know, there's other medications that help with pain, maybe not as well, but uh, with the pain I was feeling from that kidney stone at the time, I probably, I absolutely could have been on something less, like tramadol. Yeah. And what was your motivation for cleaning up for good? My motivation was uh, some bad people. Uh, some bad people weren't happy with me. And uh, I realized how stupid I was being in life. So it scared you straight? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Is it hard to stay away from the thing that you were addicted to? Yes and no. Um, I mean, it, it's very easy not to, like, go out and find it. But if it's in front of you, it can be a little bit more, uh, a little more inviting. So it's easy when it's not in face value. Correct. When it's not in your face, it's, it's a little bit easier. But when it's there, it can be rough. And what do you do now to keep yourself on the wagon? Uh, I mean, the main thing I do is just mostly refuse, you know, I don't go out looking for it. Uh, when I go to the doctor, I, I don't really want it. Um, I stick with tramadol. Uh, yeah, I do have back issues, so I do have to take something. Right. But I, I won't take anything really about tramadol. Right, but still keeping careful and... Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Right. And last question I received was, do you still hang around the group that you hung around when you were an addict? Uh, no, I don't hang around any groups anymore. I'm kind <laughs> of a martyr. <laughs> kind of a homebody? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you for answering those. I know that those are super personal to you, and it's really awesome that you're willing to come forward and talk about this. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm always happy to talk about addiction. You know, it's a very serious disease and uh, it's just, it's not talked about enough. No, not at all. Another thing I want to bring up though, um, is that there is such a stigma towards addiction. Well, yes, there are some terrible people who are addicts, but most of the time it's not the case. Not all addicts are horrible people. No, not at all. I mean, just because you're addicted to something doesn't mean you're going to go out and rob a bank, you know? Mm -hmm. um, or hurt people or... Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, there are people that will go out and, you know, rob a bank. However, there are the other ones who uh, don't lack empathy. And they, you know, they, they chase the high, but they don't hurt others in the process. Um even if it's just going, finding doctor, going doctor to doctor to find the one that will write a higher prescription or, you know, something like that. While it's, they're still doing the drug and they're still that addiction, addiction just doesn't automatically make people a bad person. 
also when it comes to addiction, it's not like every addict is going out and saying, hey, I'm going to go find heroin today or, you know, that crack cocaine sounds great to try or anything like that. It could be how exactly how it started for you, you know, going out, getting hurt, going to the doctor and being prescribed these medications that become addictive. Right. And I don't have the statistics in front of me. However, I do know that the majority of at least opioid users started from being prescribed by doctors. Right. A lot of them go from, you know, being hurt, get prescribed, continue, then move on to heroin when they can't get their doctor to prescribe anything. Right. And because it's cheaper. And I mean, with that in mind, I cannot stress enough how important it is to just be kind. I mean, there's a whole world behind a stranger that you come across, every person that you come across, and you have no idea what that is. So no matter what, it's so important to be kind. That does conclude this episode. I want to thank you so much for listening. And Sean, thank you for doing this with me again. I appreciate you being on here and talking about some of the personal things that a lot of people don't talk about. No problem. Uh, honestly, as you know, we've talked about this, my nervousness has definitely gone down. Oh, good. You know, it actually feels good to talk about. Yeah. Um, talk about the uh, addiction and the, the illness and all of that. Yeah. And I mean, if any of my listeners do have their stories or have anything that they would like to talk about, you know my social media platforms. My Facebook is Your Brain Speaks Podcast. My Instagram is Brain Speaks Podcast. And my Twitter is at Brain Speaks Pod. I'd love to hear your stories or anything regarding this episode or anything regarding the podcast in general. You know where to find me. Um, But please leave any comments or suggestions. I appreciate it more than you'll ever know. I love you guys. I will see you beautiful people next Thursday. And as always, be kind, love hard, and and don't don't forget forget to see... Nope. (laughs) (laughs) And don't don't forget forget to see see the the sunshine. sunshine. Bye, guys. Thank you.